The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Want to earn extra cash for the holidays? Amazon Flex is expanding in the San Francisco Bay Area. Opportunities in Richmond, Oakland, and Daly City. Earn around $20 to $27 an hour delivering packages with Amazon. All you need is a car, a smartphone, and some free time. This is a great opportunity to be your own boss, deliver when you want, and make extra money. With Amazon Flex, you'll have flexible hours and great earnings. To get started, download the app at flex.amazon.com. That's F-L-E-X Amazon.com. You must be at least 21 years old. Limited opportunities available. Get started at flex.amazon.com. You are listening to NBC Sports Radio. Sports Radio. Weekends. This is the Two Robbies Football Show. Your number one source for Premier League football on NBC Sports Radio. Now, your hosts, Robbie Musto and Robbie Earl. Robbie Earl. Hello and welcome to the Two Robbies Football Show here on NBC Sports Radio with myself, Robbie Mustard, and my pal, Robbie Earl. We will preview Sunday's games and review all the big stories from today's Premier League matches. Are we starting to see the big boys finding some rhythm with wins for Chelsea, Arsenal, Leicester, and a certain club in Manchester that impressively found a way to win today? Robbie Hill, let's start mm. with that game. Hull nil, Manchester United won with a mm. late winner from substitute Marcus Rashford. I'll tell you what, mate, they're going to take some stopping. They look powerful, yeah. together, organised. I thought they increased their intensity towards the end of the game. And they've mm. got a, a squad that's stacked with players that can make a difference. Yeah, totally agree, mate. I mean, let's just look at the team sheet, copy, paste, three games, same team, same formation, getting the job done. Let's look at the old Manchester United, the Sir Alex Ferguson Manchester United. We've always said we don't want to keep on harping back to, to those halcyon days for United fans, but it was Fergie time, seems like this Josie time now, you know, last couple of minutes of a game. And it was interesting, I, I saw on the broadcast, Rob, that you said you were sitting there and you, you got this feeling like they were going to get the job done. And I was sitting at home with the same feeling. I think the Manchester United fans are watching the game with the same feeling. And more importantly, I think the group of players are playing the game with the same feeling, that they believe they'll get it done, that they've got enough talent, whether it's an individual moment, whether it's a bit of brilliance, whether it's a team play, somehow they'll get it done. 29 shots against a whole stubborn whole team. They get the job done, Robin. I can remember United the past, and, and, and I remember a game against a, a Blackpool team that was led by Ian Holloway. I think they were 2-0 down end up winning the game. I remember a Spurs game when they were at, with Whitehall Lane United were, were well down at half time win the game you know I, I remember going back to the, to, the, to the I think it was the 94 when they beat Sheffield Wednesday you know Steve Bruce header late on Manchester United have always had this belief and ability to get the job done and it seems to me that we're returning I know it's three games I know it's a little bit early but that's something very strong to hold on to to have at this stage of the season I, I think it was a good sign Rob that, that Manchester United can win in different ways. This is the mm. sort of game I thought that might trip them up because Hull defended very deeply, make it hard to get in behind, and I thought that United would struggle with that, and 
uh, as we agreed on, that you just got a sense that somebody would do something special. And it wasn't mm. a Zlatan day, it wasn't a Rooney day, it wasn't a Paul Pogba day. And they've got the squad that they can bring on, the likes of, of Rashford, Mkhitaryan mm. uh, and others. The bench is absolutely stacked now. There's no young young guys other than Rashford, of course, who's, who's going to be a top player. Um, and I just think it's such a different Manchester United. And, and by winning that way, it wasn't always silky in this game, but I like the way that he changed, he changed the intensity. It changed the lineup. He, he went on to really force and force uh, the game and, and a little bit kind of Fergie time, a late um, mm. winner by, with Marcus Rashford. I just think we've seen him way, win in different ways. The only thing I would say, Rob, they've only well, they, they've played Southampton, Hull and Bournemouth. Are we getting a little bit too carried away too early? Um, Hull, ask Leicester City about Hull. It's not as easy mm. as you think, and Mike Phelan's got him set up. But, but I, I'm going to hold you to task, Robbie Musto. I'm going to hold you to task oh, because no. at the end of last season, we were talking, should, is Jose the right man? Should he be the, the Manchester United manager? And one of your big concerns was, these young players will never get a chance under Jose. He'll never, he'll never play them. And, <laughs> and you and many people were saying, Jose will overlook the young players. He'll go for experience. But it's been really interesting. And I, I listened to his press conference after the match. This is what he had to say about somebody like Marcus Rashford. Marcus Rashford only been on the pitch a few minutes, but he came up with the goods, and he's been champing at the bit, hasn't he, to get a chance? Yeah, and he has, he has chances waiting for him, a lot of chances waiting for him. He made a difference for us. He gives new problems to the opposition to play together with Zlatan. Two completely different players in cooperation to, uh, together is, is a problem to, to the opposition. I'm really happy with him, but obviously I'm happy with, with the team because the team was a team. Yeah, okay. I mean, who's come not going to play but, Marcus but, Rashford, by the my way? My argument but, last season was that the young players don't go away because Louis van Gaal leaves a football club. They They're have still gone there. away. They have but, gone well, away. Some have, some have gone away. Most to get of them more, are gone, Rob. Most because of them are they, gone. Because he wants them to go and play. The likes of Yanazai, he wants them to go and play first-team football, then come back into the fold, then play under-21s or reserve-team football, that we all know doesn't have this, the, the same effect. Then come back but, into the fold. We, we know that's not going to happen. Rashford's well, going to be involved with this. I don't think we're going to see any of those other young players be involved at Man United when Mourinho's I in charge. I disagree, because I think if they're good enough, Rob, they will play... As Marcus Rashford has already proven. If you're not good enough to play for Manchester United, then this guy will make quicker, maybe, decisions than other people. And I don't have a problem with that if Manchester United are winning and moving on. But it, Marcus Rashford is a great example of a young player who's cost them nothing, who's come through the ranks. You can spend your £112 million record signing on Pogba's, but you need some people like Marcus Rashford. And it, it was a day for, for, for the young man. I also think, as little mention, for we talk about the young. What about one of the old ones, Wayne Rooney, today? I thought he showed a good kind of spirit and temperament as the captain, Rob. He kept going. He found a way to go on the outside. He lays the ball on, on to, um, to Rashford for the winner. And listen, he might not have as many sparkling days, but he's still going to be important to this new group with a new manager. And I think he's still got a, a bigger role to play than many people think. I agree. But, but on that topic, mm. you know, how, how does this team get better? How's it going mm -hmm. to change? How's Mkhitaryan mm -hmm. getting into the lineup? Because yeah. I think at some point he is going to force his in. way yeah. in. Is yeah. it Matter that's going to make his way? Because let me, just before so. you answer that, just before you mm -hmm. answer that, I yeah. thought one Matter throughout this game 
is important, Rob, because Fellaini, yeah. uh, in lesser degree Pogba, but Pogba's going further forward. They haven't mm. got a playmaker. One man no. comes in off that right-hand side. He gets the ball. He's like the oil in the engine. He keeps the ball moving around yeah, the like team. It, like and, it, and that's that's a li that's kind of something they haven't really got. Now, Mkhitaryan could p potentially do that as well. Mm. But I like what Matt is doing. I like yeah. that Reno's keep picking uh, pick the same team. But is there a stronger United starting eleven in this squad? Depends what's stronger. I think some players will play themselves possibly out of the team. One matter might be one of them. Consistency's been a bit of a problem for him. I think Mkhitaryan can come in from that right-hand side, from central, if need be, from left. I think these days when Wayne Rooney might be rested, and I think then you can either plug him into the team, plug Matt essentially, even drop Zlatan back and maybe play Rashford up, up, up top. I think he's got a, a rotation of those four positions. Bring Lingard back into, into the fr frame as well. I think he, he gets some, some play time. I think there's good options for Jose. I think the European competition will be interesting to see what strength and depth he goes there. But um, listen, uh, things are going okay at the moment. We've said this is a two-week break. The big test will come. The door becomes next, Rob. That's going to be an interesting one when he plays against a team that will have possession, have got attacking threats, and they're going to have to show, find them maybe a different way of winning matches. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be a fantastic game. Let's move on to a, another club with a new mm. manager that like United have got nine points out of nine they look strong they're getting better I have to yeah. see Chelsea's 3-0 performance against Burnley was yeah. impressive it's impressive for different reasons Robin and I'm going to try and explain what I mean by that I think this Chelsea is kind of a, a combination of, of Mourinho's Chelsea and then the Chelsea when he left it was more free-flowing I think there's a lovely balance to Chelsea right now I think we know that an Italian coach in Antonio Conte is going to be a lot more pragmatic and, and mm. defensively organized and we see that we see them getting behind the ball and they're okay to drop off and to play defensive for a period mm. in a game but what you're seeing now is that when they do go forward there's much more energy sharpness brightness about their play i think we've talked about azar we'll continue to talk about azar mm. because he looks like a different guy and costa etc my point is rob that there's a there's a new balance around the team uh, matic as well as um angolo kante in there mm. um is providing some protection i'm kind of liking what I'm seeing from this Chelsea side. Okay, and, and, and I'm totally with you. Is, is this just down to the manager? Otherwise, I'm saying, Rob, how and why... It, I, I mm. was watching mainly the Arsenal game, but every time I looked up at, at Chelsea, yeah. it was Eddie Hazard on the ball, yeah, going past incredible. somebody, making something happen. How is, how is Oscar going in for two-footed challenges, getting yellow cards, when last season he wouldn't go near, near a tackle? How is, is Nemanja Matic starting to run up and down and command games? Is it, is it all down to the manager? Is it the players? Is, it, is this a poor reflection on what was happening last season? It, it has to be. I, I'm one to, to, to hmm, not give the players a, a break, but I want to see a manager motivate the team. And you're seeing that right now. Now, you can say last season that, that yeah, Hazard... But we've seen Jose, we've seen him motivate Manchester United group. So, so what was happening... Didn't it? What, so what was happening? Last so season. player power, yeah, player power at Chelsea decided that they weren't going to do it. That that would be my question. I mean, great start, and I, I've been delighted that Conte has, has, has made a mark, has, has had an impression, has, got, has grabbed the attention of these players in the mind, 
mindset and they're a different group of players. There's a different collective. You can say, Rob, you can say player power, but I can mm. say, well, hang on a minute, that manager Mourinho had lost the dressing room and, and, and they, and they were motivated to play for him. Yeah. Well, I th Big but state, now yeah. they have a manager that's absolutely there behind. Um, he's doing the right things and Chelsea so if they are playing so if they don't get difference. So if they lose a couple of games and don't get behind this guy, then we'll, we'll not play for him and get somebody else. At what I point do, do, do the players have to take some responsibility? I just and, think and there's a certain player, Sas Fabregas, who, yeah. who's out of the team, and I know we're going to talk about him on our podcast of the weekend, so we'll save the Sas chat for them, but yeah. there was players, Rob, who didn't look like they were putting it in. Now, whether you like the manager or not, you paid a lot of money, and you're wearing the shirt for, for a set of fans. Hold on a minute. It's not just about you and, you and the manager. Mm. Listen, we, we've had three games of looking at them. Yeah. Title contenders for Chelsea. Discuss that, Robbie Earl. After three games, Robbie Musto, yeah, they are in the race. And I didn't yeah. even have them in the top four because I didn't think Conte could make his mark as quick as he, he has. I think you they're in sure, the race. Mate, were you? You no, sure I wasn't because I wasn't sure whether the players could t would take him. I wasn't sure mm. whether some of the players had gone a bit soft and they weren't really wanting to put in the hard yards. But listen, we're three games in and let's not get carried away. But from what I've seen of the teams all out there who, who are in there, Chelsea have, have a chance, mate. Listen, we, we're going to have to take a break because we we've got to move on and, and we want to get to some of the other big games. Most um, so let's. Talk about Spurs and Liverpool when we get back. That, that was a, an interesting game. Two teams who were upwardly mobile, two of the brightest coaching minds, but it was sort of on as even after 90 minutes, and I'm not sure who'll be more content after the game. But you're listening to Two Robbie's Football Show. We'll be back in a moment. If it's happening in sports, it's happening here. And no matter where you are, you can take us with you. Download the NBC Sports Radio app and never miss a story. We are NBC Sports Radio and NBCSportsRadio.com. Welcome back to the Two Robbies Football Show here on NBC Sports Radio. Okay, Robbie Earl, I was really interested mm. to see this game today. Spurs versus Liverpool. I thought it would be a great kind of litmus test of where we are with these two football clubs, what they've done in the summer, where they are in development, what's the mental kind of state mm. of both sets of players. And I have to say, I thought Liverpool looked a better team. I know that Spurs rallied in the second half, but I thought that the attacking play, I thought the, the pressing in midfield, from Liverpool. I think the defensive unit in Liverpool, for the most part, was a big improvement. I know they'd be disappointed they gave up the goal and didn't win the game but on, when I looked at these two teams before the game, I'm thinking, who's going to finish higher? Who's, who's got the better squad? Who's going to finish higher? And I wanted to say Liverpool but I wasn't quite sure. After mm. seeing this game, I think that Liverpool are better than Spurs right now. I think over the course of the 38 games, they will show it and I think Liverpool, as I predicted at the start, will get into the top four at the expense of Spurs. What do you think? Good, good shout, sir. Three games in, I would absolutely agree with on, on, on most things you've said. Um, I think, you know, let's look back to last season. I thought Spurs were ahead in terms of, of quality of team, in terms of tactic, in terms of speed of play and organisation. All those things. It's almost like roles reversed. Start of the season, Spurs, you know, where Everton didn't really get going. Um, they, they nicked a win last weekend. Again, didn't quite show. Look to me, Rob, like they've lost a little bit of their... And I, and 
I say aggression, not in a kicking and, and, and fighting way, but that running power, that speed of press, that, that, that drive that they had as a group seems to be missing somewhere. And I would agree with you that, that Pochettino has got a job on to, to reignite some of these players again. I still believe over a 38-game season, I look player for player, and if I, if, I, if I had the choice to be the manager of either set of players, I would still go for Spurs, I have to say. I still think there's more quality in the Spurs group than there is at Liverpool at the moment, but it's a testament to how well Jurgen Klopp does that his team can go there and be the better team and be disappointed that they only came away with the point. When you talk about Spurs having more quality, I posed this question uh, with Carl earlier on. Mm. Would you rather have Christian Eriksen, Harry Kane and Eric Lamella, or Coutinho, mm. Firmino and Sadio Mane? I think I'm rather up in the Liverpool mm. front three, Rob. Tell me why Spurs... Why, no. Do you tell me where, no. where's, this, where's this extra quality no. coming from? More, more, more goals. Guarantee, well, I'm guaranteeing goals for, from uh, Harry Kane. I think Deli Ali has the ability... His running power can break down defences better than... I, I think Firmino and, and Coutinho have their days, and I think they're, they're brilliant technical footballers, but I don't see it in, enough over a 38-game season. Mane, yes, is a talent, but we've got to see, can he go at Liverpool and do it over the course of the season? I think I've seen more in the Spurs players, and I know more about the Spurs players. I'll go with what I know, but listen, it's a good argument, and I think, you know, if Liverpool show this season with this group of players, then they're further down the road than I thought, and Klopp's an even better manager, and I, and I hold him in really high regard as it is, but right now I, I think Spurs, but I look at Harry Kane, Robin, something doesn't quite look right. It, it looks a little bit slow. He's played deeper when Janssen came on, and I know he can do that. He's a very good footballer, but Maybe the spark isn't there. I know we're three games in. Deli Alley, who for me was outstanding at being able to run in behind and break down defences and show his athleticism as well as his technical ability. Looks a bit dull, Rob. Looks to me like it's all a bit laboured. He hasn't quite got his head on since the start of the season. Has Pochettino got a job on here? Is, is, is there a bigger job now this second season after we start to expect something from Spurs? Because it hasn't really happened for him yet. I, th I think I think it is. And I think we spoke so highly of, of and glowingly of Mauricio Pochettino. He's got to show us now that he's a good manager. Harry Kane, uh, uh, Kane I agree, uh, looks off the pace, looks not disinterested. That's, that's too, too high and too, too mm. fair, but he got subbed off late. Body language isn't good. And, and it just surprises me. You know what, Rob? Sometimes when a team has a good season, and Spurs mm. had a good season last yeah. year, I always think you've got to bring in some new faces and to, to freshen up a little bit. And I just wonder if Wanyama, I mean, we know what kind of player Victor Wanyama mm. is, whether that's going to be enough. Uh, and Vincent mm. Jansen, the young striker that's kind of charging around like a maniac, <laughs> I don't know whether he's going to mm. add the quality. So, I, you know, with maybe Zaha maybe that's the reason he's yeah. going for Zaha mix it up maybe Lamella and Eriksen I don't think he's getting enough from those wider positions at times you know they've got to chip in with goals and things but let's maybe quickly on Rob because I, I know we've got to get to a break in a little while talking about players who haven't quite got the season off things might not be hunky dory mm. Daniel Sturridge mm, discuss yeah, well, uh, he, he obviously is unhappy. He obviously is not in a favour of Jurgen Klopp. He obviously has been playing on the right-hand side and not through the middle. Um, I don't have a problem with what Jurgen Klopp's doing right now in terms of the starting lineup for Liverpool. Mm. I think for the most part, over these first three games, they've been bright, they've been inventive, they've been creative. The results haven't been brilliant, but I like what he's done. The question is, Robbie Earl, and we, yeah. we, we kind of look at Twitter and we, we mm. hear stuff, and there's kind of a section of, of pundits 
pundits that think, you know what, Sturridge is better than Firmino. He should yeah. be starting up front. He yeah. should be fed up and annoyed that he's been pushed out to the right-hand side, again, like he's done in, in previous yeah. clubs and at Chelsea and Manchester City. Mm. You tell me, who are you picking as your number nine centre-forward right now at Liverpool? Daniel Sturridge, if he's fit. If, if I can get him on the pitch he's and fit, nothing Rob, to, if he he's plays, done no, to he's done nothing. That. But I, I, I go on track record history and, and of what he's done. Now, I don't have a problem with Daniel Sturridge saying, well, he wants to play centre forward. You know, he, he maybe has earned that right for what he's done. But what I would rather him say is, I want to be out on the pitch and I want to be fit and playing every week. That is, is the biggest issue. I want to find out, if I'm Jurgen Klopp, whether this guy's worth the trouble or not. And, and almost the sooner I know that, the better. Now, if he hasn't got the trust and the confidence of his manager, and if Jurgen Klopp isn't really going to fancy him, you know what? Get him out the door, Rob. You may as well get your money. Somebody will, will, will give you decent money for Daniel Sturridge. Get him out the door and get what you want. But it, it, to, to have him sulking, to have the face when the Rigi comes on ahead of him, to be whispering with Danny Rose, tells me things aren't all right. That, that's one we're going to have to keep an eye on. You're absolutely right, Rob. We'll take a break now and we'll come back. We'll discuss other games and other storylines from today. In Arsene Wenger, we trust. That's what Rob always says. Go on, Arsene. They're winning games and they're signing new players. Everything's right at the Emirates. We'll be back after the break to talk Arsenal. You're listening to Two Robbies Football Show on NBC Sports Radio. Back in a moment. This is the Two Robbies Football Show, your number one source for Premier League football. We are NBC Sports Radio and NBCSportsRadio.com, where every day is game day. Welcome back to Two Robbies Football Show with myself, Robbie Musto, and my friend, Robbie Earl. And Robbie Earl is an Arsene lover. He likes Arsene Wenger. He trusts that he's the, man, the right man for the job. He, I think he said to me one time that he thinks Arsenal could win the Premier League title this season. Well, they picked up their first win today, Mr. Earl. Goals mm. from Cazola, Alexis Sanchez and Urzo got the job mm. done. They're not an easy job to go to Watford and get the three no. points. You had a close look at this game because there's yeah. so many games going on at the same time. Tell me what was so impressive with Arsenal. Well, let me put it in basic terms. Arsenal, two games without Mesut Ozil, pretty average. Bring in Mesut Ozil, very good. It's not quite as simple as him alone coming in. Granite Xhaka played in, in the midfield instead of Cochrane. Thought he had a very intelligent, uh, good passing range, blocked off things when he needed to, could be a good addition. Uh, this gone under the radar. My one worry was that there was all kind of rumours that Arsenal had stopped the check for, for Mustafa and Perez at <laughs> half-time. Then he said he doesn't need that, doesn't he? Don't need, need, need seventy-five million dollars, but no, it, it was. This was good Arsenal on a good day, and I know Robbie must have all told me they, those aren't the days they worry about. But it was a, it was an important win and a win they needed, Rob. I think to build a bit of confidence back in, into the group. And you know, Arsene Wenger's been been criticised many times for. For, for what he doesn't have in his team. And everybody keeps pointing to this 20-goal-a-season striker. You know, they, they need to go and get that guy. He argues that they've got goals from other sources in the team. He brought Mesut Ozil back into the starting lineup. He created one. He scored one. Does that show he's now physically and mentally recovered from his summer exertions? He's not physically there uh, completely, but uh, what you want from Mesut Ozil is uh, we know we can give assists. Uh, we want as well the goals, you know. Uh, and uh, I hope uh, he can get that this uh, season. We need uh, between 10 and 15 goals for him, plus the chances he creates. <coughs> 
10 to 15 goals for Mesut Ozil. That's just not going to happen, Robbie. In Arsenal, we trust. He's never scored double figures in a league campaign. And he's been at the teams like Real Madrid. He got six goals last year and a, a fantastic 19 assists. But mm. he isn't that goal-scoring type. But it's good to have him back in the team and important that he does add goals to his game. I think Santi Cazola will add goals as well. Alexis Sanchez got 13 goals last mm. season. But I still think they need a centre-forward. But... I just think the Wenger's team today, looking at the team sheet, Cazola next to Granit Xhaka, Rob, yeah. he's going back to an attack-minded, instead of two holders, only mm. one holding player. Do you think that's the way to go? I personally quite like the two holding players and allow others to get forward and do the attacking part. What do I you think? think? Some, I think some of it, Rob, depends on who those holders are and then what the four are ahead of you. If you've got four, I don't know, this includes Alexis, maybe it's Giroud or whoever, maybe Perez is, is a striker. With wide players who, who are going to get Theo Walcott, they're not going to do the defensive side, then yeah, I think you have your holders. But I think there's certain games against some of the inverted commas, lesser opposition, the teams that you're going to dominate possession, where you can afford one mob and get an extra body and that's where, you know, become two-way players and Ramsey can be that player. One interesting player I just want to sort of finally have a chat about before we move on from Oslo, Jack Wiltshire, Rob. Where does his career go? Where does he fit? Is Jack Wilshire now a hold? Is he fine for the two holding spots or is he in the hole? I mean, from being one of the great white hopes for English football, it's, it's, it's kind of gone a bit backwards for Jack. Yeah, he would be ideal in one of those holding spots because he can do that job, but he's got the mm. creativity, Rob, with the passing. So him alongside a granite jacker, for me, would be the perfect middle two. Now, I'm not sure how you fit in Ozil and Sanchez and, and Cazola, et cetera, et cetera, but I, I would like those two together. Let's move on to another team, the mm. champions that uh, picked up their first one of the season. And, and uh, Jamie Vardy, who looked a little bit rusty in the first couple of games, gets mm. on the score sheet. I still think Leicester... Of course, I don't, I don't think they're going to win the title, but they're still a good team. It's only Angola County that's left the football club. This is a good result for Leicester. Yeah, good result. It was the 100th Premier League win for Claudio Ranieri, which, you know, is a milestone in itself. But I think it was an important win. Like I, I said, it was an important day for us. I thought this was an important day for Leicester to get the job done. And if ever there was a, there was a, a Leicester-style goal, and I think you talked about it on the broadcast. It was today, yeah. wasn't it? Broke yeah. up play. Ball yeah. goes in into um, drink water. He knows exactly where Vardy's going out the back. I mean, Swansea mustn't watch any tapes from last season. He runs on. He gets on the end of it. He lashes it in. And we see the celebration. With, with the cast on his arm. I mean, it was typical Leicester. You know, Wes Morgan gets a second. Slight worry with, with, with the penalty kicks at, at the moment. Keep keeping Riyad Mahrez not quite doing what he should be. I mean, if I'm Jamie Vardy, I'm grabbing the ball now, by the way, Rob, uh, uh, on penalty kicks. But it was more like Leicester. And, and, and I'm with you, I think. I'm not sure how high they are, but I think they're top ten. I still think this is a group that doesn't drop out of the top ten, you know, and rest on its laurels. Champions League to come, we know. I think will be an exciting yeah. venture. Yeah. Isn't it, you know, isn't the worst group in the world? I think there's still lots to look forward to, Leicester City. Do you think, I mean, I just look at the squad. They've brought in some, some players that have um, really started particularly well. Mm. Ahmad Musa um, shows some mm. pace, but he struggled a little bit. Is there anywhere in this team that you think that Claudio Ranieri might want to strengthen? Yeah. Um, central midfield, Rob. I, I, I think central midfield. I think yeah. he needs a better partner yeah. for drink water. I mean, Kante's gone and, and all what he did. I'm not sure. Musa looks to me like he's a two or three game coming when somebody's injured. Interesting as well, Casper uh, Schmeichel picked up what looked like a hamstring. We're not sure. That will be a big blow, Rob, if they lose him. He, he's been an important part of the Counter attack and the way he plays. 
Yeah, I think so. I think so. But I, I just think the spirit is back. I think it was an mm -hmm. important game today. At home, yeah. it was awful conditions, wasn't it? It's lashing down Moraine. I just think they need to show the fans that we're not going to slacken off the pace. Yeah. We're in it to have another good season. I think they will. Let's move on to some other results yeah. from today. I, I, I mean, I'm not sure what you've picked out. I just think Everton. Everton, without mm. playing particularly great, yeah. picking up results, Robbie, are so different to last year under Martinez. There's more... Mm grit, there's more grinding ability, there's more spirit mm. with the team. I like what I'm seeing from Everton right now. Y yeah, he's getting at Everton everything he got out of Southampton, and listen, if you're not playing well and winning games, that ain't the worst sign, because under Roberto Martinez, Roberto would tell you, we're playing brilliantly, but they were losing games, so <laughs> listen, you know, I think that that's good. A line on Crystal Palace in Bournemouth, a bit worried about Palace, to be honest, Rob, I'm not yeah, sure. I think they're going to be okay, Rob. 20, wins, okay. 20 wins since the 20... Defeats or, or not wins since the turn of the year. So they've only won two games in 2016. That's not good enough. And Sunderland worry me a little bit, Rob. David they worry Morris. me. I think they're going down. I said Jordan that at the Pickford, start. you know, they get Jermaine does what he does, and then the goalkeeper goes and throws one in the other end. Just a little bit of a worry for them, but, you know, brighter days ahead, no doubt. Listen, mate, let's take a last break, and then we'll look at the two teams with different fortunes in Europe this week. West Ham go to the Etihad, and they'll need to find their goal scoring, but so they're going to get anything from that trip. That's 10 30 a.m. Eastern Time on NBCSN tomorrow. And we'll have a quick line for your Middlesbrough. Must these Middlesbrough, on, they Bora. have to deal Up with the, the unique test is Tony Pulis's West Bromwich Albion. Let's see how they like it there. You're listening to the Two Robbie Football Show on NBC Sports Radio. Think you got something to say? Tweet us at NBC Sports Radio. Hashtag get it done. Or email your questions and comments to the Granger Get It Done inbox. Get it done. Get it done. At NBCSportsRadio.com. Get connected to NBC Sports Radio because every day is game day. Welcome back to the Two Robbies Football Show. And we're going to look ahead at the two games tomorrow. But before we talk Manchester City's game at home against West Ham, let's talk about the really big game tomorrow, Robbie Earl. <laughs> West Bromwich Albion versus the mm. mighty Middlesbrough. I talk Karanka's mm. doing a great job at the Borough. Mm. A win and a draw so far this season. Um, mm. But this is a, a unique test of football in the Premier League. Well, coming up against a, a Tony Pulis West Bromwich. Welcome to the Premier League. Welcome to the... Fire extinguishers of the Premier League. <laughs> I, I'll find out tomorrow, Musty, whether your boys are happy to win ugly. Because let me tell you, it's, it's not going to be a pretty game. But if they're prepared to match and fight and scrap for what, what West Brom do, there's probably actually a little bit more quality in West Brom t in the Middlesbrough team than there is West Brom, dare I say. But you said you talked about being ugly, and I, mm. my little concern is Antonio Barragan, a new player mm. from Spanish football, yeah. Ben Gibson, kind of a little bit kind of fresh behind the, the ears, and he's a little mm. bit kind of naive maybe at this what, level. Bit, bit is maybe. Is Salomon mm. Rondon going to mm. bully those two? That's what my concern well, would be. I think you're right. I think Burr have got a little bit more attacking flair. Set pieces, Rob, could be key because we know how, how Tony works on them. We know how his team's set up, and they've got yeah. big targets going in the box, you know, decent delivery coming in so yeah different kind of challenge but you know that's what makes a premier league so 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 special different challenges week in week out okay yeah, yeah go on then mate manchester Let's city mm. yeah what, good week in think? europe got got that business done um in good spirits i think home banker 
I can't see West Ham going there and upsetting the possession. Uh, West Ham look a little bit short up front, Rob, with, with the injuries that they've got. Um, last time that I've seen them, and also in midweek, struggled to, to, to get goals, uh, to rely on um, something late from Antonio last weekend. So, yeah, a little concerned about West Ham and just, you know, maybe going to be more difficult than we thought for them to, to replicate what they did last season. I'm enjoying it, mate. I'm enjoying watching Pep Guardiola mm. bring his craft, bring his thoughtful, tactical plan to Manchester City. Now, some people, I'm not, I'm not sure whether you're that guy, don't care about tactics or don't mm. don't want to know about what's going on with build-up mm. play and movement and fullbacks, etc., etc. But I got to say, I'm enjoying watching it. I think the City are taking it on um, slowly but surely. I think they're going to play total football from back to front in every game that they can, mm. and the results have been good so far. Have you any concerns about this new style, about bringing it to the Premier League? Do you think they can go a, a whole season and, and have this style win for them? Well, I think what's going to be interesting is when, when somebody wants to contest as much possession when I, I was thinking about it I think we were talking last week about you know, everybody's now talking about the fullbacks who are going in who are pushing the midfield players higher and, and the three up front are pinning the back fullback what about when somebody actually puts like for like numbers in there and goes brave and says okay if you've got five or six in there we're going to go five or six and play you know more uh, of a six v six you know the kind of things you do in training Rob where we'll, we'll contest possession I, I think the, what, big, the, big, the big challenge comes as well sorry Rob where oh. when they get beat playing this way, what happens then? Do, do, do any of the players lo lose confidence in the style or the, the way in which, which they're going about the business? Let's say they go back-to-back -back defeats. Does it all change a little bit then? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Pep Guardiola is stubborn with his style. He totally believes in it. And, and just going back on somebody matching them up, mm. I don't know whether, and this is a big statement, yeah. that anybody as a coach is first of all smart enough to know how to snuff it mm. out and then brave enough to that find bravery, a way to I snuff it out be. it's but, but so I was thinking weird about this, Rob, Rob, unusual Rob, what they we, do we know the system and that, if we could get on the X's and O's and at some point during the season I'm sure we'll, we'll get on the Higo and the Piero and we'll, we'll try and work it out but I'm saying okay we all know what it, what, what, how it works but we've got to stop it what would you do to stop it <sighs> I, I, I've been looking at ways and thinking okay what if I play my wingers narrow and play my midfield players in there and drop one of my centre forwards back and say okay we're going to play 5v5 in the middle of the park with you I'm not going to be outnumbered because at the moment people are outnumbered and they can't get hold of the ball so I'm and say, okay, I'm not. You're not going to outnumber me now. They've got fullbacks playing in midfield positions, yeah. so I, I actually fancy myself as a midfield player that I, I've got better craft and, and technique in that those midfield areas than some of his fullbacks. Well, I think I think what happens, Rob, is that if you're going to crowd the centre of the park, mm. then there's going to be easy balls out to Sterling and Nolito. I think it's really difficult because of the the commitment mm. to play that they will have a lot of possession. I think it's going to be really difficult. Well, I think the best way to beat it is mm. to to sit in there, to sit behind the ball, and that's what Jose Mourinho is going to do and yeah, hit exactly them on the say. counter attack. That that has to be the way to do it. Okay, let, let's talk about one individual who's been probably a consequence of, uh, of the Pep era, Joe Hart. Some people not happy with, with the way that he's been treated. I don't have a big problem with it. I think a manager comes in, he has a right to, to, to make decisions. It's a, it's a big call, but it looks like Joe Hart's going to be surplus to requirements, maybe out the mm -hmm. door. Claudio Bravo is signed now, Robert. I mean, have we seen the last of Joe? Was that his last game in Europe, you think, in, in a City shirt? 
Yeah, I think so. And I think this is... Um I just think it's modern football. I think it's a, a manager that's putting a, um, a real mark on the football club. Mm. I'm the boss. I like this style. I like this type of, of goalkeeper. I think it was a little bit sad to see the, the European game with the fans so emotionally connected to Joe Hart. And I get that. And yeah, it is seeming yeah. very, very harsh. I don't think there's another manager that comes into that football club and would want to get rid of the goalkeeper, Joe Hart. So I, I hear him. I mm. feel for him. But in the ruthless part of me says, you know what? If the manager doesn't yep. like this player he's absolutely within his right to say sorry joe we're going to go down a different road and he's going to be out of the football club it's, it's harsh but i think it's going to happen big managers rob have to make big calls i saw david moyes go into the manchester united job and i was thinking come on then moyes you show us what you've got now you've got everything you'd want and he didn't make enough big calls to me Pep Guardiola is, is, isn't worried. He wants a goalkeeper who's going to start the play. He wants his own man. He's probably seen Joe Hart make mistakes pre-season. He's made a couple of mistakes in, in England. And you know what? He, he's brought in his man. Yeah, I mean, we'll see how Claudio Bravo does. Um, we had, of course, we've we had know plenty of tweets, be... mate, on that. Let, let's get to a few yeah. of those tweets, because everybody had, had a bit of an opinion on Joe Hart. Yeah, I, pl we had lots about this, and, uh, and we've got one here from Louis. Uh, in fact, let's, let's do one Marcus Brown. He says, um, Bravo is very good, so I'm glad Man City have him. However, I bet a mid-table te team or smaller would love to have Joe Hart. Got another one from Davey. Hello, Davey, that says, I'd like to see him stay in England. Joe ends up at Everton or Liverpool and another one from Matt Taylor says tweets are to Robert to say I would buy him for Borough then have him sell tea or program programs outside the ground to help the club better Typical than he Borough. would in goal <laughs> harsh from Matt Taylor harsh I've had a couple as when Ben Wheel said that I'm sure he'll be linked with Arsenal at some point like every other player in Europe has been this summer probably wouldn't get him but number two to put a check in Arsenal we trust and here's the uh, tweet of the day this comes from Louis Louis Nesbitt who said selfishly key parties 29, Bravo's 33, so maybe Hart can improve with his feet. Four Hart's best for his career. So you win Tweet of the Day, Louis, so make sure your direct message is your address and we'll pop a two Robbie scarf in the post. And I'm afraid, Musty, that's it for this week, but don't for forget to subscribe to iTunes to be able to download the Two Robbies football shows. And you can also catch the Two Robbies podcast each and every week. And periodically, we'll be streaming live on NBC Sports Soccer Facebook Live, so look in, drop in, give us your opinion when you can on anything to do with Premier league and you can always contact us contact us at the two robbies nbc on twitter and just like to say finally a special thanks to all the good folks at culver city for all their hard work yeah thanks for everyone for tuning in and listening to the show we'll take an international break next saturday but we'll return the week after to catch up on all the big stories in the premier league until then it's good night for me and it's a good night from him good night good night Napa know-how. There are lots of amazing cars on the road, but perhaps none more amazing than the paid-off car. It may not be pretty, but the price is right. Heck, if you keep that thing running, it'll actually start paying you. Because with Napa Rewards, for every $100 you spend, you'll get $5 off. So keep your car running longer, stronger with Napa Rewards, and watch the savings start rolling in. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. 
Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.